Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. Jesse is still out of town, but he's with us today. we got a special guest again. Taylor Marshall will be with us the second, third, and fourth segments. It's going to be especially good to have him, Jesse, because we're going to be talking about 50 years of a counter-revolution and what we have accomplished and what we still need to do. And Amen. It's, uh, an important topic, and someone deep in history should talk to us about that. Also, Pope Francis, everybody's talking about it, saying that trans... People can now be godparents. Homosexual parents can now have children baptized. How does that square with the traditional teachings of the church on the sixth and ninth commandment? Uh, yeah, I, I almost want to say welcome to the church of perpetual change and confusion with Pope Francis. But Jesse, I think he's he's doing this. I, I can't judge how, why he's doing it, but he's making so much confusion and change that it's really unstable for the flock. And that's why I tell people, keep their eyes on Jesus Christ, and you won't go off. That's the key. All right, and um, Jesse, just for your good-to-know file, and this kind of blew me away. The, uh, the HHS pronounced mandates forcing employers, like me, Jesse, to deny yeah. reality. They're going to ask me to violate the law if I said to you, Mr. Romero, and you said you wanted to be you know, a woman. I would have to go, uh, call you by a miss, and I would say no. And the point of it is, is they're pushing us to compromise our Catholic faith through the government. Also, I got good news, Jesse. <laughs> I got it from the National Catholic Distorter. I mean, reporter. Uh, they're they're angry about this. Younger U.S. Catholic priests increasingly identify as conservative, says a new report. And uh, I can see why, Jesse. Nobody wants compromise, and these priests are going to give their lives to the church, and uh, they want to do it because they're in love with God and that they don't want to compromise. So I, I think the future is looking better. I think these guys that are old folks in the church right now trying to change it, we're bigger than one pope. We're bigger than you know a, a short decade or two. So I think that that is good. How about yourself, Jess? Have you got any good to know file inf information for us? Yes, I got a few, Terry. Go ahead, brother. Uh there is a, a religious freedom win in Virginia. Yeah. A Virginia photographer by the name of Bob Undegrove. He's won a settlement after suing over the Virginia Values Act, awesome. which, which required artists like him to, to serve same-sex marriage weddings. Wow. So we want to commend the Attorney General. Absolutely. and his office for agreeing that state officials cannot punish Bob Undegrove for exercising his First Amendment rights. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big win in Virginia. Here's another one. Ohio test trans bathroom policy. Good for them. Yes. A month and a half after hundreds of Pennsylvania students walked out of the school in protest against a pro-trans policy, students at a school in neighboring Ohio did the same. Wow. Dozens of students walked out of class at Alita High School mm -hmm. in Northwestern Ohio Monday to protest the school district's so-called anti-discrimination policy, which allows male students to use girls' bathrooms. So we're having uh, good young conservative patriots that are starting to, to, to uh, go against their school administrators. That's a good sign. Also, yes. Mark Howe yes, Mark Howe. sues the Biden administration over the arrest and prosecution. Our friend Mark Howe announced Wednesday yep. that he's suing Joe Biden's administration's Department of Justice or should we call it the Department of Injustice? Exactly. Uh, and so in an exclusive comments he made to a Catholic vote, Mark Halk explained why he and his family are seeking $4 million in damages yep. for his dramatic arrest by the FBI in front of his wife and children last year 
and the malicious and retaliatory prosecution of the administration. We'll actually be talking with Taylor more about that later. And uh, also the saint of the day in 324, Pope Sylvester dedicated the Cathedral Church of Rome, That's right. the Basilica of St. John Lateran. Yep. Tradition holds that the remains of a small wooden table upon which St. Peter celebrated Mass. Isn't that incredible? It rests beneath the high altar. So St. John Lateran is the parish church and the spiritual home of all Catholics because it is the Pope's cathedral. And many people don't know that, Terry. Many people think that it's St. Peter's as oh, the Rome's cathedral. Not. No. Yeah. Think about what so, it was built, Jesse, you know, in the fourth century. Yes. It says here, yeah, it was dedicated in 324 AD. That's right. This church is the cathedra or the chair yep. of the Bishop of Rome. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a Latin inscription in the church that reads, uh, it's in English, it's translated, that this is the mother and head of all churches of the city and of the world. Uh, this basilica was originally named the Archbasilica of the Most Holy Savior. Mm. However, it's called St. John Lateran because it was built on property donated to the church by the Lateran family. Yep. And because the monks from the monastery of St. John, from John the Baptist and St. John Divine, they served in it as well. Well said. Let's get some soul food in our souls, brother, on this feast day. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Mm. John chapter 2, verses 13 to 22. Since the Passover of the Jews was near, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. He found in the temple area those who sold oxen, sheep, and doves, as well as the money changers seated there. He made a whip out of cords and drove them out all out of the temple area with the sheep and oxen and spilled the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And to those who sold doves, he said, Take these out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples recalled the words of scripture, zeal for your house will consume me. At this, the Jews answered and said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. The Jews said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years and you'll raise it up in three days. Yeah. But he was speaking about the temple of his body. Therefore, when he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they came to believe the scriptures and the words that Jesus had spoken. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Here's We see our Lord Jesus Christ here exercising what we would call righteous anger. Yep. Righteous and I think a lot of us feel like that right now, Terry, as we see this, the state of the, the state of our country, yes. the state of our world and the state of our church. I think a lot of us feel like sitting down and making a whip out of cords. Yep. Uh, and so, I mean, I ask you got to ask yourself if you've ever felt resentful when someone gets treated better than you, that, than you think they deserve. Well, guess what? The scribes and the Pharisees, they took great offense at Jesus because he went out of his way to meet with sinners and he treated them like they were his friends. And, and of course the Pharisees had this, you know, this strict regulation about how they were to keep away from sinners or they would, they would incur what's called ritual defilement. But uh, the fact is they would, what they were doing in the temple, Terry, they were turning it 
into a marketplace of thieves because they were ripping people off. Yep. With with the with this exchange of money, they were ripping people off. And this is why our Lord dealt with them. He dealt with them so severely. Uh he he actually says, Stop making my father's house a marketplace. Yep. They were they basically in the exchange of money, they were shortchanging people. Exactly. And uh they were doing what Judas did with 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 uh exactly. when he was with the apostles. And our Lord says something here that I hope all of us as Catholics, we take to heart. He says, zeal for your house will consume me. I hope every Catholic Christian that's listening right now, that zeal for the Catholic church consumes you. And I hope like both Fulton Sheen says, I hope you're wedding. I hope you're willing and ready to burn out rather than rust out. Amen. There- Jesse, before we get to Sheen, I want to mention that we have our fundraiser this Friday at the chapel at 630. We've got a, a bidding going on for... Us, uh, the auction starts, and uh, just to remind everybody, they do need to pre-register for the auction so they don't miss out on the bidding. Also, I have a rosary here that my secretary gave me to show if we, you can see this beautiful rosary, plus some scapulars. We've got so many things to offer, books, some Jess Romero that are going, lunches, dinners. There's just so much, but you don't know until you go to VM vmpr.org on our website and go to the uh, bidding on the uh, the uh, Friday fundraiser. So this will be, you can start the bidding at 9 a.m. at Pacific Coast time. There's there's a, a good book, Theology of Home TV. Oh, yeah, Our Blessed Mother. Lots of uh, things. And Jesse has done this 15-part series on spiritual warfare with Kyle Clement and Dr. Snyder. That will also be shown Friday night, a teaser, and uh, we'll get make sure that you get that as a way of saying thank you. So let's bring the smartest guy into the room right now, Bishop Sheen. Oh, Sheen ahead. Jesse, I've used this before, but it fits with our, what we're discussing today. Bishop Sheen almost said almost everyone wants a religion, but everyone wants a religion that does not cost too much. That is why Christianity has been watered down to suit the modern mind. I think the things that have been watered down, watered down the most are the sixth and ninth commandments. Hmm. Right? Let's be yeah. honest. Sexual morality. They're saying, wait a minute, a minute. Yeah, do, do you know you're an adulterer? That's okay. Fornicator? Oh, no problem. Come on, we want to walk with everybody. But you know what? If you love somebody, you tell them the truth. And I believe the truth is what sets us free. And what did our Lord say in the gospel? Repent and believe in the gospel. So, Let's do it our Lord's way rather than man's way or the world's way. All right, Jess, when we come back, wow, 50 years of counter-revolution. In other words, I think we're part of that counter-revolution, Jess, because you know why? We preach the gospel in season and out. Last time I looked, there's no expiration date on the gospel. Stay with us, family. That's why we, Jesse and I can say we're too blessed to be stressed, too anointed to be disappointed, and if hope was money, Jess Romero, Terry Barber, we'd be billionaires. Also, Dr. Taylor Marshall will join us when we come back. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. I just want to make sure I I clearly stated that tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., the auction begins, so you can actually register and do that and uh, raise some money for Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Dr. Taylor Marshall, thanks again for joining us here. 
Uh, yes, you're ready for service, and God bless you. And Boarding in, Terry. You're the right guy for this topic, brother. I'm going to sit back and just take notes, okay, guys? This is about 50 years of a counter-revolution, what we have accomplished and what we must still do. I have to tell you, it was 1979 when I came back from Fulton Sheen's funeral. When That's what, fought, that's what got me realizing that things weren't right, okay? By edu- being educated by Bishop Sheen, and that's when I started promoting his life is worth living, and that's where I've been doing it for 42 years, humbly. I mean, I'm not a theologian, guys. I'm not a doctor or anything, but you know what? I have a PhD in common sense, and I know that we need to fight, and we need to fight with the truth. So, gentlemen, let's talk about the last 50 years and what we have done and what we can do for the future. Let me, let me prime the pump here. Let me make some preliminary comments based on this article. Then I want to hear from Dr. Taylor because he's written two books where he's got a good grasp of this infiltration. Yes. And his new book is called what? Antichrist and Apocalypse. So uh, th- this man understands the layout of the land. Amen. Better than most Catholics. So we're happy to have him here. Let me make some, some pre- preliminary remarks from this article. Uh, it says in the last 50 years, rev- the revolutionary process, We've seen the decay of morals reaching levels many of, of us have never thought we would see to, to, to we would live to see. You witnessed the death of over 63 million unborn children in America through abortion. We've seen nationwide legalization of same-sex counterfeit marriage. Today's culture of sin targets the innocence of young children through gender ideology in classrooms, horrible books in libraries and drag queen story hours. In addition, bad fashion, speech, and morals are dragging society downwards, as, we've, as was foreseen by Our Lady of Fatima. The drive towards evil is now reaching its most extreme manifestations. There's an alarming rise in Satanism and the occult. This is found in Satan clubs, annual Satanic conventions, and demonic invocations at local government meetings. Pope Paul VI, back in the 60s, he, he, he actually said yep. about this doctrinal confusion and the yep. scandals. He says that we're going through a process of self-destruction inside the church. Amen. Uh, another thing that I want to mention that jumps out at me was uh, was uh, our back in the 16th century, Our Lady of Good Success. To uh, it, there was an apparition That's to right. a 16th century visionary, Mother Mariana de, de Jesus de Torres. Uh, who was afflicted by many evils of her times, Our Lady of Good Success made this promise to her. (laughs) Quote, I, in a marvelous way, will dethrone the proud and cursed Satan. I love it. Yes. Trampling him under my heel (laughs) and chaining him in the infernal abyss, finally freeing the church from his cruel tyranny. And and also I want to mention that it says through her help, We've, we've already accomplished great feats, and I can assure you that if we continue to fight for the Christian civilization, we will achieve even greater and more heroic ones. One of the good things, Taylor and Terry, that I've seen around the Catholic Church yeah. is this article actually said that there's something like, I don't know, 30,000 rosary rallies in public around the country. Right. And this is something that's pretty new That's that's that lay Catholics are saying, you know what? She's the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, the, the Old Testament Jews would use the Ark of the Covenant to drive off their enemies. We've got the Ark of the Covenant here. Take your rosaries. And I'm telling you, this is starting to gain momentum around the church is these public rosary rallies that we've all participated oh, in. Yeah. Taylor, give us a little bit of a, based on this article, 50 years, the, the title is uh, 50 Years of Counter-Revolution, what we have accomplished and what we still must do. Let's talk about 
some of the good things that are happening and what we got to do to go on the offensive. We just can't play defense all the time. Oh. That's right. right. Yeah. And then let's let's go back to Our Lady. Yeah. So cross, you know, you had one apostle betray our Lord for cash money. Ten of them run away. <laughs> one apostle, St. Jude, my confirmation saint. Oh, boy. Good one there, right? Okay. Yeah, good Jude. He's at the foot of the cross, and the Blessed Virgin Mary is there. Yeah. So we. this is a sign to us. Sometimes the clergy, yeah. even good, good one, Peter is a saint. Sometimes they get afraid. Sometimes they're not there. We lay people, instead of cursing them or being discouraged, like, well, I'm done. I'm not being a Catholic anymore. I'm, you know, that's called spiritual suicide. Yeah. Instead, (laughs) if you really want to go to the front lines, you go to the foot of the cross. Amen. We just did a big long show on it, right? Foot of the cross. That's where the battle was won. And that's where you're going to bump up into Our Lady of Sorrows, Mm. right? And she is perfectly conforming her will. She has no sin, no original sin, no concupiscence with the self-offering of Jesus Christ on the cross. So anytime you are disappointed in your life, whether it's with your family, your clergy, whatever, go to the foot of the cross and there is Mary. And I think as lay Catholics have sometimes said, you know, man, the the Dodgers are doing this. Every bishop in California should be just (laughs) running out there with relics and the blessed sacrament and prayer. And it's like, well, Bishop Strickland's flying in from Tyler. And (laughs) where is everybody? We realize that the ultimate weapon is the rosary. Amen. And the advocate in this Valley of Tears, as we pray in the Sol Regina, is the Blessed Mother. And there's Terry's got his weapon out right now. Look at that. <laughs> Careful, the weapon out. <laughs> Locked and loaded. Locked yeah. and loaded. That this is a very, you know, we don't need, we found this out when we were, you know, doing political stuff. If you can't get a priest to show up and have a mass for some rally yeah. or an event or conference, guess what you do have? You reach into your pocket, just like Terry did, and you pull out your rosary. Yep. And I don't need, I don't need a pope or a bishop or a pastor or a monk or a nun to say, Man. "Okay, Taylor, you can now pray your rosary." Here's your piece of paper. <laughs> the rosary is twenty four seven. We always have it, and Our Lady is the Tower of David. Mm. The mystical rose, mm. right? Yeah. House of gold, Ark of the New Covenant. So that's just a powerful thing. And of course, that's not even to say we have the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Mm. We have Jesus constantly interceding for us. We have a Father who loves us. And we are surrounded by a cloud of witnesses. So yeah. as, as, you know, maybe you could have been late. This is actually might be part of God's plan yeah. where we have a crisis in the church. Maybe 60 years ago, you could have been lazy and said, oh, that's just that's just for the monks and the nuns and the priests to handle. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm just going to go to work. Well, now it's like, well, maybe I should pray a fourth rosary today. Amen. Also, something, Taylor, I think that another blessing from God is that think about 500 years ago. If there was a bad prelate, a bad priest, Mm -hmm. maybe even a bad pope, you know, the Borgia popes, the, the Medici popes. Uh, 
if if they did something that was untoward, mm-hmm. sinful, there's no way to communicate. We just kind of just yeah. sit there and just like now in the 20th, 21st century, I, I dare say that we have the most literate, mm-hmm. educated Catholics in all of 2000 years of history. Number one, there's high information Catholics. Right. Number two, we have the ability to put out information to build up the body of Christ and also to slay error. A phrase used by St. Augustine, slaying error. We have the ability through podcasts, through radio shows, through social media, where Catholics didn't have that 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 1,500 years ago. So I think this is, this is actually uh, a gift that God has given us that we're able to send messages across the pond to build up the body of Christ, to call people, uh, you know, to, to arms, you know, spiritually speaking, but also to put out information or to refute information that's wrong. Because again, say Paul talks about, you know, you got to listen to the trumpet that blasts, but w- sometimes a trumpet is not blasting, it's not blaring, or it's 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 off key. It's mm-hmm. off key. When Father James Martin speaks, it's off key. Mm-hmm. When Carlos Fernandez speaks, it's off key. Yeah. And that's why, you know, Canon 212 allows us as lay Catholics to offer a fraternal correction to our sacred pastors. That's right. And we're doing it. And you can have a fraternal correction, but you can also just go straight to the source too, which is, I think, one of the reasons why we have so many rosary rallies popping up. Yes. Right? Yes. It's And like St. Dominic, yes, he beat the Albigensians in the 1200s with the power of the rosary, preaching mm-hmm. the rosary. Yeah. But... Here we are 800 years later, and it's really taken off on a global way. Gentlemen. You see these men's prayer rallies oh. in Europe, in Italy, Poland, in France. Poland, oh, yeah. like 100 men in Poland out on their knees in the town square. Did you see New York a few, a few yes. weeks ago? Yes. yes. With Father, I think, Mike Schmitz. Right. Uh, monks, lay people. Yep. Awesome. The sacrament. This is happening all over the country. And Rick, don't forget, gentlemen, Bishop Sheen said this to you and I when we were kids. Who's going to save the church? The priests? The bishops? No. You lay people by calling our priests, our bishops, to be faithful and good holy priests. Because let's be honest, John Vianney said it, a a holy priest, a holy people. And when we, we have to be faithful sons and daughters, and I think it's the most charitable, most, most, I should say it this way. Father Bill Casey said it this way, gentlemen. He said, the most merciless thing you can do to someone is let them wallow in their sin. Mm. So why not speak up and speak the truth in charity? And that's what we try to do here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Tyler, Taylor, you do that on your network there. And again, we're compelled to do that because it's what our Lord taught us to do. Remember he said this, what was his first words? He said this, he, he said, repent and believe in the gospel. That's all we're doing. Nothing more. Yeah. Uh, and also, I, I want to give kudos to this organization. I'm friends with them, TFP, American oh, East yeah. Fatima. And I'll tell you why. These guys are like the Catholic lay strike force. Always there. You, you call them up, oh. and they're going to show up with yeah. drums they're and here. banners. They're here. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it's a good network of people. All over the country there. Yeah. And I've used them. I use them in Scottsdale. Yep. We use them in Los Angeles. Yep. Uh, some drag queens are coming over to Phoenix, Arizona in four weeks. I call them up. They go, Jess, we'll be there in full force. We'll send you banners. We'll do a rosary rally and just kind of 
you know, uh, discombobulate the communication. But I, I want to give kudos to these guys, a bunch of young men yeah. that that really understand uh, that we have to bring in the social reign and social kingship of Jesus Christ. And they're willing to sacrifice their lives. I mean that. I've met these young guys. They they inspire me to watch them and say, you know, to do the things they're doing in season and out, it should inspire all of us. Taylor, when we come back from the break, I want to continue on what you just said about Our Lady and about solutions to a problem in the church. I, I gave a, um, a, a scenario that we're in that Bishop King talked about 40, 50 years ago. We're still there. We need to reform the church back to what it always has been, the bride of Christ, and get back to the fundamentals of the faith and stop trying to be one with the world. That's my take. Stay with us, family. We'll be back with more. Taylor Marshall joining us here on the Terry and Jesse Show. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. We're talking about 50 years of a counter-revolution, what we have to accomplish and what we still need to do. Jesse, you quoted Pope Paul VI when he said that uh, it seems like the church is in a process of self-destruction inside the church. I think that right now that's going on uh, for the last 10 years because of ambiguity. And I keep going back to Bishop Robert Barron when he said that comment. He said, a church that's not precise about what it teaches is a corrupt church. And it seems right now we're just going all over the place on the sixth and ninth commandment and compromising. So let's get back to this 50 years of counter-revolution, Jess, and what we- You got it. Ta Taylor will be right back. He just stepped out. You know who just arrived, Jerry? Who? Do Dr. Dan Schneider. Oh, God love him. So Terry's, uh, yes. Taylor's uh, greeting him at the front door. together here. Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll bring him up here too. It'll be the three amigos. Why not? Um, here's what I want to say before Taylor comes back, because I want to hear from him. Uh, I think the solution, Terry, yeah. it's if, if people think that the solution is, is just entirely political, they've missed it. Yeah. Okay. It, there is a human element to the solution, but we need divine intervention. Mm -hmm. And the crisis in the church is not going to end until Catholics. I, I, I think until Catholics fulfill our lady of Fatima's well plan, the yeah. five commandments. Exactly. That's what I believe. And I wish the bishops would mandate this, Terry, from their bully pulpits and every Catholic priest. So what is Our Lady of Fatima's peace plan? Th th this is what I would call SOS, yep. Roman Catholic SOS, yep. all right? Yep. Uh, pray the rosary daily. Mm -hmm. Consecrate yourself to Mary. Yep. Two. Three. Where the brown scapel are. Four and or the miraculous medal. Four, offer up your sufferings to the Lord daily. Yep. Five, make the first Saturday devotions. You got it. That's the Catholic SOS plan to save the church, to save our country. And so this is actually heaven's peace plan. This is not Jesse Romero or Terry Barber. Exactly. This is heaven's peace plan. That's right. And so if you're not part of the solution, yep. you're part of the problem. Exactly. And, and, and so once again, I'm going to repeat it to every single Catholic. So I'm not going to mince words. Yeah. How, how are we going to restore 
sanity and holiness back to the church and back to our country. The Fatima Peace Plan. That's it. Preach it, brother. Which is, here it is, number one. Yep. The daily rosary. Yep. Check. And pray the rosary from your heart. Don't, don't pray the rosary like you're selling tacos or selling a car. Okay. <laughs> number two, consecrate yourself to Our Lady Amen. every single day in prayer. Three, vest yourself with the brown scapular. Four, offer your daily sufferings as a living sacrifice to God. And number five, fulfill Our Lady's first Saturday devotion. This is Heaven's Peace Plan. In order for us to restore a culture of life into a culture of death, we have to uh, cooperate with what Our Lady has told us in 1917. Taylor? But Taylor, before you jump in, one thing Jess didn't say about the peace plan about the first Saturday. We, we just had it last Saturday. Get the confession. Pray the rosary before the Blessed Sacrament. That's not that hard to do, folks. We've got to implement. Our Lady came over 100 years ago to give us a solution to the problems of the world. Are we listening? I'll turn it to you, Dr. Taylor. Solutions. Solutions. Yes. I mean, I, I say it everywhere. Pray the rosary every day <laughs> or you're not on the team. Yeah, That's not that. said to make you feel bad, to feel guilty. It's just, look, Our Lady gave us a weapon. When you were confirmed, you were called to be a soldier for Christ. Amen. You need to be shields up, is what you say, arrows drawn, defense and offense. And if you have mortal sin, you're on the battlefield and it's like you have two bullet wounds in your gut. Yep. You're like knees blown open. You you can't fight. You're you need a medic and that's the Catholic priest. You have to go and heal your wounds through the sacrament of penance and then you can go back out on the field shields up, weapons out. So really, we are called to be in a state of grace because that is how the power and the influence of God flows upon earth. So our souls have to be clean. Amen. Or you're useless in the battle and the devil has you dragging you into hell. So first off, like you said, Terry, mm -hmm. get to confession yeah. Yeah. every two to four weeks. Oh, yeah. Be healthy spiritually and then humbly, by the grace of God, begin doing all the things you were just listing including pray the rosary, attend daily mass if you can, um, the, the sacramentals, read sacred scripture, Amen. ignorance of Christ, is, or ignorance of scripture, ignorance of Christ. Right it's, it's, it's not that complicated. Well, it's simple, really. These are called the Catholic norms. And it is the base, it's like when you wake up, you brush your teeth, yeah. you know, <laughs> you pour a cup of coffee, yeah. you make eat your bed. breakfast, you make your bed, you drive to work, you put your seatbelt on, like, there's all these things to be a normal person, a normal citizen, to be a Catholic. These are the normative things that you do, and they are sanctioned and promoted by Holy Mother, the church. And if I can recommend one more video, Holy Habits, Father Chad Ripperker just came out with a, a video on prayer. All you got to do is go to YouTube and watch it. It's like an hour and 15 minutes, and it's very helpful on living a holy life. He gives it to you, and he talks about discipline. He talks about regiment. He talks about living the faith fully, and so that would be a recommendation. Gentlemen, the next topic is very it's scandalous. I, I'm, I'm, I already, it's just the only way I can describe it. Everybody <laughs> heard about it yesterday. Pope Francis says trans people can be godparents, homosexual parents, 
can have children baptized. Remember what I said about Bishop Sheen? Said He said about lowering the bar. What about the Sixth and Ninth Commandment? Pope Francis' latest document comes despite the fact that the Catholic Church teaches that deliberate bodily mutilation and homosexual acts are gravely sinful and that those requesting baptism for children must intend to raise the children in the Catholic faith. Gentlemen, this is shocking in one sense, but not really because it's consistent. For the last 10 years, we've had to put up with things that he's saying that are not part of the deposit of the faith. Your thoughts? I want to go first. Go ahead. ahead, It's called a godmother and a godfather. Oh, I get it. That's right. And it is it is the it is uh, yes. it is the preference. And unless it. there's an emergency, if it's a if it's a baby girl being baptized, the chief sponsor should be a godmother. Of course. And with confirmation, male sponsor, female. So if Jesse is in a skirt and in a dress, <laughs> what the heck is he? Ain't gonna happen, bro. Yeah. Is he a, is he a, uh, a is he a fa- godfather or a godmother? <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I agree. At all. And then the other thing is, in canon law, to have a baby baptized, one of the parents must be a practicing Catholic. That's right. The priest must discern that the child will be raised in the Catholic faith. That's a requirement for infant baptism. That's a fact. If you've got Adam and Steve (laughs) wanting this baby, and by the way, where did they get this baby? Probably surrogacy. They they human traffic. They hired a woman and artificially inseminated, which is against the church teaching, right? And yep. paid for, you know. And then there was more than one embryo created. They picked out the one they want. Yeah, they destroyed the, the other ones in the freezer. Terminated them. Yep. The whole thing is evil. I can't believe that this is being spoken of Shock. in the world. Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church, Jesse. Which we, by the way, we reject, rebuke, and renounce Absolutely. this practice in Jesus' name. This is diabolic. And, and can I just jump in, Jesse? Pope Francis, when he was made a bishop, he made a promise, okay? Ready? Just like you, Taylor, made a promise when you got married, Jesse did too, to be faithful to your wife. He made a promise that said, I will promise to promote the deposit of faith. Pope Francis has not kept that promise, and out of charity, we need to call him to fidelity to the promise he made at that altar. Jess, back to you. The devil has to be laughing. I'll tell you why. Oh, yeah. Because think about this. When you look at the catechism and the tradition of the catechism, it says that there are four sins which scream to heaven or that, that cry the vengeance of God to heaven. That's right. One of them is called, not homosexuality, it's called the sin of the sodomites. Okay? Not homosexuality. The sin of the sodomites. This is so egregious that St. Catherine of Siena, in in a conversation that she had with God the Father in a book called The Dialogue, St. Catherine of Siena was told by the first person of the Trinity that the sin of sodomy was so egregious that even demons had to avert their gaze, take custody of their eyes. Can you imagine? This is a doctor of the church saying that demons have to avert their eyes when two men are in the act of sodomy because that, although they relish and they're happy that people are sinning, that act is so dark, even they have to turn their eyes. God destroyed two cities in Genesis 19. I wish every Catholic would just read that over again. We, we, they've demythologized yeah, Jim Martin said it's because they weren't being hospitable. That's right. And he said that baloney. They're not being hospitable. 
Yeah. It's like you come over here and, uh, and you're hungry. I'm like, well, I don't want giving you any food. And I treat and you like you take what you saw to bite. That's not what sodomy is. Yeah. Yeah. He got it wrong. Well, that, the word actually says what it is. Yeah. yeah. Here's the problem is that a lot of our modernist theologians. Yes. They basically say you can't understand the Bible because you're too stupid. Okay. The Bible was written for us bright scholars. Right? No, I would say the Bible was written for children as, as a light and a lamp unto our feet to get to heaven. Amen. Yes, there are things that are complicated in scripture. And we'll let the magisterium deal with those issues and biblical scholars. But there's enough in the Bible that's so clear, so plain and simple. You don't need to learn Greek or Hebrew to learn what it says. It's it's a the word of God is a lamp unto our feet for children to get to heaven. It's not a Rubik's cube for bright scholars like James Martin and others. Right. And Romans chapter one says that they exchanged worship for the creator for worship of the creatures, the created. And what did God do in Romans one? He handed them over to a darkness of mind. And he says, men lusting after men, women lusting after women. So that right there is a consequence of turning your worshipful gaze off of the one true God. Amen. We'll be back with more. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888 888- Five two six two one five one. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back. Not only Terry and Jesse, we got uh, Dan Snyder. We got Doctor. Man, we got every. Where? What is going on over there, guys? I love it. We got some uh, high testosterone. How come I'm not invited? Right. No, no. You know me. I never go anywhere. I'm. I'm always staying. Hey, I just before we go on, I want to back up what. Dr. Taylor said about canon law, it's canon law 872 stipulates a sponsor also helps the baptized person to lead a Christian life in keeping with baptism to fulfill the obligations. So you're, you're right on. But Dan Snyder, you just popped in. We were just talking about uh, the scandal that we have right now in the church. And it's a scandal because the sixth and ninth commandment, you know, last time I looked, uh, they're not just suggestions and we can't just take them out and in and as we want. But we're talking about Pope Francis saying trans people can be godparents, homosexual parents can have children baptized. And we went over and said, you know, why that is not consistent with the perennial teachings of the church. But, Dan, we, I wanted to not talk about that. I wanted to get your take from earlier in our conversation. We're talking about solutions to the last 50 years of the church. Uh, Dr. Taylor was talking about the uh, rosary. Jesse was talking about the Fatima message, which is powerful. Can you give our listeners a little encouragement on what we need to do to help Holy Mother Church bring souls to Christ? Because you know the last canon of canon law says if souls are saved, nothing is saved. But if souls are saved, everything is saved. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think the church needs to return back to its evangelical posture, the missionary posture. The supreme law of the church is the salvation of souls, the yep. last canon law. Yep. We need to do we need to do that. Every soul is a soul to be reachable for Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. How do we do that? I think Our Lady gave us the the when she gave us the rosary. She said when she said to, to Saint Dominic, "Do you realize what I'm giving you? I'm I, this weapon." She says. <laughs> And this isn't a beautiful sash. This isn't the roses flowing out of your mouth. She says, this isn't do adorn me and my beauty, which she is all beautiful. Kikiri Tomine, full of every grace. Yep. But she says, I'm giving you a weapon, yep. a weapon. 
And, and, and this weapon, she says, is a battering ram. The battering ram is what you use to take down strongholds. Julius Caesar and the Roman, the Roman legionaries would go to, go to the wall of the citadel or to the, the fortification, yep. and they would hit that battering ram three times. If it hits it three times, there's no more negotiation. Caesar, it meant total destruction. We need, to bring, we need to bring down strongholds in the world today through praying the rosary. It works in Lepanto. We just celebrated Lepanto. It works in Lepanto. We weren't praying for, the church wasn't praying for peace. The church was praying for victory. We need to return back to our lady of victory and start going back to the very basics. And even if you think about the, the vision of St. John Bosco, the two pillars, the Eucharist and the Virgin Mary, and what was the ship being attacked by? The ship was being attacked with books yep. and it was bad teachings. That's right. Heresies, bad teachings and books that the, the, the ship of the bark of Peter was being assaulted with. So for me, it's a return to the early church, uh, a focus of the Eucharist as the center of our worship and then the rosary. That would be, that would be in those Catholics that are doing these things and consecrate themselves to Holy Virgin Mary. We have peace because you know what? I'm a biblical scholar and I've read this Bible front to back. And you know what, you know what I figured out? Tell us. We, we win exactly we say that all the time we win so we just we just have to we have to do our part like jesse aptly points out you were born for such a time as this don't don't think we should should the church should have been we should have been in the 50s the 40s the 30s you were here for a reason god put you at this time right now to militate for souls we need to return to that missionary that missionary church thank you dan and i think bishop strickland constantly on his show says that we have to become first century christians again i'll turn it back to dr taylor and jesse go ahead we got about seven or eight minutes Hit it, guys. Comment, Taylor. Yeah, it's. It, I want to go back to these books. Yes. Right. Good. It used to be in Catholic seminary. Yes. There was a section of books mm -hmm. that you could not read unless you got permission from the rector of the seminary because they were considered so dangerous yep. in their heritage. Yep. Right. So you're a third year seminary and like, oh, I'm writing this paper on Martin Luther. I need to go to this part of the library and get this book by Martin Luther. They would say no. Yeah. And today there's so many books at Barnes and Noble, Amazon.com. Catholics are buying books and reading things that are by Protestants, New Age, all kinds of things. Yeah. And I know nowadays it's like bad, like, oh, your book burning, book burning is bad. St. Paul burned books in that book. That's 19. In the book of Acts, St. Yep. Paul was burning books by of witchcraft. Yes. And we need to get back to the idea of what you feed your soul and what you're reading. Amen. And you need you need to read, like Dr. Schneider said, you need to read the entire Bible, Genesis to Apocalypse. Table of contents to the maps at the end of the back. <laughs> you need to read the whole thing. And then you need to focus. The next 10 books you read need to have, the person needs to have the title ST in front of their name. Saint, Augustine's Confessions, right? Uh, Saint Athanasius on the Incarnation. You got to eat the red meat, the filet mignon. These books are approved. They are wholesome. They are spiritual. They are good. We have to be careful what we what we consume, because let me tell you, Dan has a doctorate, I have a doctorate, we study. When you look at the Nouvelle Theologie, 1940s, 1950s, 1960s, what these Jesuits are studying, they are all quoting and regurgitating Protestant right. biblical studies. Yeah. You're right. And that infection was coming into the church in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s. They're writing their PhD dissertations 
on Protestant theologians and interpretations. And that damn that that virus got into the church and it damaged many, many souls. And, and can I ask you both as theologians about the inerrancy of scripture that we teach for centuries? Okay, the church has always taught the Bible's without error. That's also been attacked, has it not? And the no, this was this was affirmed in the church by Providentissimus Deus uh, uh, in the 1800s. Yep. Um, the, the, the inerrancy of Scripture, not only and this is part of the debate following the Second Vatican Council in, in Dei Verbum, chapter 12, that 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 the inerrancy only applies to that those saving truths which have to pertain with salvation. That is not true. That is not the correct interpretation of, of that specifically, that, that right. particular verse of Dei Verbum. Right. It even includes history. But this, so the factual assertions are actual true. And it says that Jesus walked on the water. Guess what he did? He walked on, he the, walked water. on the water. It wasn't ice cubes. It wasn't <laughs> marsh. It wasn't rocks. He wasn't playing hopscotch on rocks. Amen. He walked on the water. Yep. When it said that Jesus multiplied the loaves, guess what happened? He multiplied the loaves. He didn't get everybody to share, right? <laughs> Pulling out grubby, sitting underneath your tunic yeah. for eight hours, passing it around to other people. He walked, he created a miracle. And so that part of that Protestant rationalist uh, 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 um, uh, biblical hermeneutic that came into the church in the 40s yes. uh, came in. It's, it's very, it's, it's, it's anti-supernatural. Natural. It's part of the enlightened philosophy. It's a rejection of the supernatural. Beautiful. Going back to Rudolf Bultmann, you can't flip a switch, he says, and the light come on and believe in the presence of angels. Yeah, you can. I believe in the presence of angels because it's part of the Davy Fide teachings of the Roman Catholic Church. We have to moor our theology. We have to ground our theology in the revealed teachings of the Roman Catholic Church, including scripture. Amen, brother. A a amen, amen, amen. I say to you, Dr. Taylor Marshall, we've got a couple minutes left. What would you want to tell our listeners? And again, I want to make a plug for your books, too, that you wrote. And Dan, also your book that Tan published on spiritual warfare. Can you, Dan, why don't you tell us about your book first? Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, the book is the Libra Cristo Manual, uh, 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 a manual for spiritual combat. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a how-to manual. Jesse wrote the book on the problem. This is a book on the solution. Jesse told us about what the devil does. This is, shows you how to get out of a chart of a, of an arm bar or a chokehold. This is, this is a practical 12 lesson step to walk through, to find interior freedom and freedom from our spiritual awesome. enemy. And ultimately it's just how to live your Catholic faith. And Dan, we're giving that book away at our auction tomorrow. Uh, several of those signed by you. So I want to thank you for donating them. Marty on the, the nickel rack at, at the bookstore, I see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dr. Taylor Marshall, how about your, especially your book on the book of Revelation, the new one that you did there. I, that's yeah, I mean, the new book, Antichrist and Apocalypse, you know, don't, don't listen to what Protestant books tell you about the end times, the Antichrist, the rapture, all this stuff. We have hundreds of years Dozens and dozens of church fathers who give us very clear biblical teaching on who is the Antichrist, what the book of Revelation means, what's the mark of the beast, who is the sea beast, who is the land beast. All this stuff has been detailed out by the Catholic Church. Man. So my book, Antichrist and Apocalypse, my latest book, Thanks. just gives you what the church fathers, the popes and the saints taught. So if you're interested in end times. And not Tim LaHaye, you didn't put Tim Not Tim LaHaye, he's not in there once. If you just want a sober reading of what's going, of what we know, we don't know everything, but what we know about the Antichrist, the Apocalypse, the Tribulation, get the book Antichrist and Apocalypse. I'm going to ask both, all three of you gentlemen, a question that's ultimately the only question that matters here. 
what state should we be living in? State of grace, baby. I like the state of Texas, though. I got to be honest with you. (laughs) I like the state of Texas. I just got here and I miss it. But yes, the state of grace is first and foremost. But if you can do it, come to the state. Well, yeah, Texas is going to be the most populated state in the union by the turn of the century because they have more freedom than other parts of the country. So let me correct you. It's not going to be. The state is going to be the republic. The republic. Thank you for correcting me, Dr. Taylor Marshall. And we'll be on here. We'll be living here. And the last thing I want to say, Jesse, because you've got several books on your website, jesseromero.com, on everything from spiritual warfare to evangelization. So I want to recommend people to go to jesseromero.com. And I'll, I'll give a plug to us here at Virgin Most Powerful. I've written a book on how to share your faith with anyone. It's a bestseller for Ignatius. I mean, what else is there to share your faith with anyone? It's a book on helping people understand how to get into conversations and to share the gospel with any person you Mary, meet. Let's, let's do it. Let's stay a Hail Mary for the Pope and Cardinal Fernandez. I'm just the right in front of my computer. I'm just thinking about them right now. No, we let's, need to. let's pray for their uh, their interior conversion. In name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Virgin Most Powerful, pray for us. St. Joseph, Terra Beamans, pray for us. Arch Venerable Fulton Sheen, pray for us. Name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that's the intention for the Pope this month. I can really, I haven't been able to pray it, but this one I can. He wants the house to pray for his conversion. And so we just did. Hey, I just want to recommend tomorrow's our big day, guys, for the fundraiser for Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We have uh, an auction going on. Go to vmpr.org. You take a look at all the things. And by 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, Pacific Coast time, you can start bidding. I want to thank Dr. Taylor Marshall. I want to to thank Dan Schneider and Jesse, all three of you guys, where our prayers are with you and the work that you're doing and sharing the gospel. So thanks so much, gentlemen. All right, brother. God bless you. God bless you and your family. And here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio, we say full sheen ahead. And don't, never worry about who will be offended if we speak the truth, folks. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if we don't. We have a moral obligation to share the gospel in season and out. And don't worry about being persecuted because you know what? Life is short. Eternity is forever. Last time I looked, there was an expiration date on all of our birth certificates. Up next, Dr. Sandoval coming up here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. God bless you. And-